to talk money. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. The Financial Guys Radio Show. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. This guy won't wear a ribbon. Are you going to wear the ribbon? No. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. We've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Sparaz in for Mike Lomas. And I can adjust these levels just a little bit. If I can just play around with these just a smidgen here. <laughs> Let me see here. All right, that sounds better. Yeah, good? Yeah, perfect. All right, so you've got the, uh, you got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Sparaz, live in studio. So I'm going to go ahead and plug the number right off the bat if you want to join us. 844-434-4TFG. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things Today, as usual, we will talk a little bit about the markets. Things have been extraordinarily choppy uh, with a huge down day uh, yesterday. The NASDAQ taking, a, uh, I think, a 3.5% beating. Really, uh, some, some blowout earnings misses from the chip sector. And, you know, what we're now seeing in some of these earnings is telling a pretty ugly story for economic activity uh, into the future. So... I would say buckle up. We probably have uh, some some level of a of a recession coming if we're not already well into it. You know, well well on the way. So. But Joe said we've never been richer, Glenn. It's never been a better time for us in the markets and everything here. He doesn't know what he says, and we're gonna. I've got so many clips to play. I'm really gonna try to move through as many clips as possible and cover as much ground as possible. Uh, there are just some really really priceless things that are coming out of his mouth, and some scary things, to be honest with you. And, you know, when you start having the president talk about, uh, you know, nuclear Armageddon, I mean, let's let's just slow the roll here for a second. I mean, this is, you've got an unstable of Vladimir Putin, you've got a dementia-riddled president here, and you've got a, 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 a money-laundering Zelensky uh, in Ukraine who is pulling the puppet strings of both of them. I, I, we should take an over-under on, on how, how wealthy... Uh, uh, Zelensky will come out of this whole deal. What do you think? A billionaire? Uh, I mean, is it a billion? Least. A couple hundred million? Is he? Is he beat Pelosi? What do you think? What was the report a couple months ago when they the, the the one person, the former, I believe it was, first lady in Ukraine was walking across the border with millions of American dollars in a briefcase? Keep, I mean, keep flying those flags, folks. Put them yeah. in your Twitter bios. Yeah. Keep them up there. You know, it's just uh, look. It, 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 we act as if the Ukraine is like the Bahamas right next door, right? That is some pure island, you know, there's no corruption going on. Bahamas would be a bad example, no corruption. Of course, I get that. Please don't touch me. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's not. It's one of the most uh, corrupt uh, countries on the planet. There's been more corruption and, you know, a, a, a puppeteering, I'll call it, from, you know, the uh, putting in a Russian stooge and then putting in a U.S. stooge back to a Russian, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, this is one giant, and we're just sending millions and millions and millions of dollars. We're going to talk a bit about that part of it today, too, and that is the the giant transfer of wealth that has happened in the last 15 or so years. It's staggering, and I don't think anybody really realized it. I didn't realize it. Now, looking in hindsight, it's pretty obvious. Uh, Keith Ellison, who is uh, 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 actually losing, uh, hopefully, his uh, his congressional seat in Minnesota, I think was the DNC chair for a while there uh, before handing it over to uh, Wasserman Schultz. But he said flat out, I'll find a clip here. Uh, we talked about this a bit uh, on the podcast that the government has plenty of money. I mean, or the country has plenty of money. U.S. has plenty of money. It's just that the government doesn't have it yet. Right. Right. 
It's just amazing how 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 arrogant these folks are. Here's Keith Ellison. Money, it's just the government doesn't have it. Well, let me back that up. I'm and sorry. uh so uh Quigman, Joe Stiglitz, Jeffrey Sachs, Dean Baker, Robert Poland, Larry Summers have all said they support a transaction tax. And uh so the bottom line is we're not broke. Nope. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have it. So we're not broke. We're plenty of money. Just to go. Now, he goes on to say that the government has a right. Now, let me tell you something. The government has no rights, okay? We, the people, have rights. We have a constitution to limit the powers of the federal government. The federal government does not inherently have rights. But if you're a Democrat, oh, absolutely you know, they do. People like George Soros, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Paul Krugman, Joe Stiglitz, Jeffrey Sachs, Dean Baker, Robert Poland, Larry Summers have all said they support a transaction tax. And uh, so the bottom line is we're not broke. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have it. The government has a right. The government and the people of the United States have a right to run the programs of the United States. No, they don't. Wasn't this kind of the point of gaining our independence and the no, Constitution? Don't. And what was that the point, to, to, to the, own your own things and have your own money and do your own thing? The people have rights, right, as spelled out in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. The people have the right to elect our leaders that ultimately will try to argue for their programs. But the government doesn't inherently have a right to run whatever programs they want. The government doesn't have a right to fund welfare. He goes on to say all those things. I'll, I'll spare the clips. I have so many I want to talk to. But what he said in this clip is very, very important. This clip is about a decade ago. Okay, so you're going back to like 2012-ish, right? 2010, 2012, somewhere in there. Okay, at that time, we had about $8 trillion in debt, roughly. Okay, we have over $30 trillion today. Over $20-plus trillion added to our national debt. So what he said was, hey, we have plenty. You United States, we have plenty of money. It's just that the government doesn't have it yet, and they have a right to spend it as they see fit. Is what he basically said. So what he figured out, and what the Democrats figured out quite slyly, is that they didn't have to take it first to spend it, folks. They spent it first, and now they're going to take it. And that's the scary. And this is part of why we have eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. And I think what's scary, Glenn, I say this all the time, I know that clip was older 10 years ago, you said, but but this is now the, the exact message of every leftist in our country. They're just slapping us across the face with, we don't care what you guys think, we're coming after you, your business, your money, whatever it may be. Well, the government has rights, right. is, what, is right. what the philosophy is. The government has a right to run programs. The government has a right to fund health care. No, it doesn't. I hate to say that, but the government has a right to pass legislation that enacts programs like Social Security and Medicare and things like that. Right? We're going to talk to Medicare with Brian Janik in just a little bit. Some of these programs are very important. We can argue the, the benefits and the drawbacks of each of these programs. I, I'm not going to argue that we should take Social Security away or Medicare, certainly. Um, but there are certain things I would disagree with the way they've been run, of course. I mean, you know, bankrupting the system and pulling all the money out of it for other purposes. The government has gotten to the point where it is out of control huge. It, they don't have any idea how much money they're spending. And as Milton Friedman said, you know, it, it, there's only four ways to spend money. But the worst way is spending other people's money on other people. You don't even you don't care about cost nor quality when you do that. And that's what we have today. We have the government spending on anything, right? Well, you know, $300,000 million, you, here you go, Ukraine, just keep shoveling money over there. It's just it's ridiculous. How about student loans? 
Now you're paying everybody else's loans, right? I mean, it, right. there's just no rhyme or reason, and they just keep going. Are they going to walk that back, though? I heard that they were there was uh, some issues with the uh, apparently doesn't actually have the power to do that as with an executive order. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope that we wisen up and realize that's not a good move, especially, you know, again, we've talked about this with families that have actually paid for their own student loans or parents that have paid for their children's student loans. They get no credit, as Elizabeth Warren said. No, no, of course you don't get it. But everybody else, they can get it. It's just it's amazing. and It's sad. What about the people who didn't go to college at all? that are doing really well for themselves that now have to pay other people's loans back. It's ridiculous. What, what Joe Biden and the Democrat talking points are, they keep spinning everything, right? Everything is up and you know, black and was white and up is down and left is right. It's ridiculous, right? But their talking points now are this. If you took PPP loans, then you can't criticize any offsets of loans whatsoever. That's the, that's the, the idea now and what they're trying to go with. They, they're, they're, they tried the zing, uh, uh, Matt Gates, uh, we have a, a, Twitter, a Twitter troll that likes to post the uh, PPP loan that, that we took, uh, which we'll have on later in, in the show, actually. It's supposed to be coming in in the 145 hour uh, to debate that, right? So you had a $2 trillion CARES Act, right, where they basically said, we don't have any money to hand out, but we're going to close down everybody's business, and we're going to hand out trillions and trillions of dollars to everybody, basically, and... Uh, you know, of course, you went so everybody took it, right? Whether you're an individual, right? $1.7 trillion went out to corporations. $1.8 trillion went out to individuals uh, of multiple CARES Acts, not just the first one. It was, you know, versions three and four, of course, all right? So trillions and trillions of dollars. Every single person in this country took a, a, a some sort of a stimulus check or a, or, a, or a PPP loan or they worked for a company that did or their job was protected by it or whatever it was. So now what's the government saying? Nobody can criticize any sort of government handout ever again? That's preposterous, right? Especially student loans. And what gets me with student loans is, again, there are folks, I know a really, really successful business owner when she'd probably be fine paying the taxes, but he didn't go to college. Right. You know, why should he have to now? you know, uh, pay somebody else's loan that 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 uh, that did go to college. Well, and the thing is, for, for most people taking these these benefits, if, if it, you're a working individual that does well in your life, you're going to end up paying it back in taxes anyways. You might as well take the free money, right? I mean, you might as well do it because you're going to end up paying for it. Well, you're definitely going to end up paying for it. And yeah. nobody sends it back. And remember, yeah. the part of the, the idea with the PPP loan was that you had to be uncertain about your the future potential to be able to pay your employees. Well, duh, you <laughs> shut down the economy, folks. I mean, you shut down the, right? I mean, that's what they did. It was two weeks, and it was four weeks, and then it was month after month, and in places like New York, it went on for years. So anyway, just crazy. All right, we have to take a a very short break. We come back on the other side of the break. We will check in with Brian Janik, and uh, Brian is our one of our uh, AHIP certified Medicare folks in our office, and AEP is getting underway. So we'll check in with him right back on the other side of the break here on the Financial Guys Media Network. So extraordinarily vapid. I am, actually. Man, between her and Biden, it's like Biden doesn't know what he's saying. Come on. And will just read anything. End of quote. Repeat the line. With her, it's as if they put her out there having no knowledge of anything. And she strings together words in the most circular way to say absolutely nothing. Do you own an annuity? It's Michael Lomas with The Financial Guys. We have a proprietary tool through a company called Morningstar. Morningstar Annuity Intelligence is a comparison research tool that helps you uncover the strengths and weaknesses of your annuity. This tool offers active and historical data on nearly all variable, fixed, and fixed annuity products. Call our office today at 833-FINGUYS for a complimentary review. Securities offered to Peak Workwood Services, LLC member FINRA SIPC. Right on the money. News Radio, Wham 1180. I come from Irish immigrants, black slaves, 
immigrants from Asia. It's time to talk money. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could, they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. The Financial Guys Radio Show. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And what else did they say this week? Uh, man, I mean, she she was, uh, we were here standing with our ally, North Korea. Was that another one that? Uh, that was last week, yep. That was last yeah. week. I mean, there's so many that well, just unreal. What's amazing, you see that Biden clip there uh, speaking about different individuals. And, and it's just amazing, isn't it? And they call us the racist, Glenn. We are the racist folks. Donald Trump is the racist folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's on record saying stuff like that. How many times over the last 40 years? Over and over and over and over. Where is the clip of him? Uh, let's see here. What do we got? This is the one I'm looking for this week. This is almost as good as Jobs. J-O-B-S. <laughs> Three-letter word. Jobs. I mean, seriously? I mean, he's just I – don't, I don't know how they keep this up for, whole, for the rest of the term. I just don't, I don't see it. I don't know how they possibly <laughs> are able to keep this up. This is, uh, this is Joe Biden this week. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Honest to God, folks. Two words. J-O-E-S. We got to make that into a commercial. All right, let's welcome our first guest here. Brian Janik is one of our AHIP certified Medicare folks, as well as doing group health and healthcare. But we are here to talk about Medicare because it is the season. AEP annual enrollment period opens on October 15th. And I understand there are quite a few changes going on this year, and most of which I think are pretty positive from what I hear. So, Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Um, what I, what I want to go over today is going to be uh, hitting all facets of, of the insurance. So we got the Medicare annual election period. We also have individuals that are going to be looking for their coverage for January 1st. And we also have companies, a lot of companies who knew their plan uh, January 1st. And Medicare, a lot of people, when they think about Medicare, they just think about, oh, I'm 65 and I'm retired and that's my time to go on Medicare. And for most of the people, you are that is completely right. But there are some people where you look at the coverage you have at your company, and you look at how much you're paying through your company, you look at the benefits you're getting, and sometimes Medicare is better than what the company does. So one of the things I've done with, with, uh, with my companies is when I have an employee that turns 65, we actually look at the Medicare market, we look at what they're paying through the company, and in many cases, I actually take the person off of the group health plan and I move them over to the Medicare plan. And what happens is the company saves money on the insurance and now the employee, the employee gets better benefits. So it's a win-win all the way around. Now, for everybody that's looking and saying, hey, it's AEP, it's that time period of my, my benefits are renewing. Yes, we are seeing new benefits this year that we haven't seen in years past. We have plenty of plans now that are offering extended dental coverage. So, you know, uh, there's been a, a, a lot of talk from Medicare beneficiaries saying, you know, it's great that the Medicare plans cover preventive dental, but what about if I need fillings, extractions, root canals? Well, now we have plans that have that additional benefits that are inside of it. Um, over-the-counter uh, over the counter medications, you know, not everything everybody takes is prescribed by the doctor. So you have plans that are going to give you money to spend on ibuprofen, acetaminophen, vitamins, first aid supplies, so all of those types of benefits. Vision, so glasses, contacts, 
Um, in addition, a lot of the plants have lowered co-pays for next year. So when you're looking at the plans, you really need to take a look again because last year, um, I'll, I'll, uh, a big thing that's out there, we have a lot of Tier 3 medications, people that are on things like Eliquist, Hulicity, Victoza. Now, these are high-priced medications. Yes, you're going to get into the donor hole. We're going to have higher drug costs with that. But the plans vary in how they cover the those medications until you get to the donor hole. We have plans this next year that don't have an upfront deductible for those medications. So people that were paying 200, 300, 400 bucks up front and then their copay kicked in in 2023, you won't have those upfront deductibles. So these, this is why every year we tell people, hey, you want to be looking, you want to have somebody to be reviewing your plan with you. So we, as a broker, what do we do? We have access to all the plans on the market. We use Medicare.gov to look up all of people's medications, and we look at all the various plans that are out there so that people can get the best plan for them. And even our current clients, every single year, we're reaching out to them, asking them what their medications are, what their needs are for the next year. Yes, majority of our clients don't make the plan change for the next year. You know, you're on a plan, and I'm calling you up and saying your co-pays are going down. You're getting more benefits for next year. You're happy with your plan. Are you changing your plan? Most likely, no. But you're appreciative of the phone call, and you spent 10, 15 minutes on the phone with us, learned what was changing for next year, and you're happy. But this might be one of those so, years, Brian. Like you said, there's a lot of changes, right? There's a lot of new benefits and a lot of things that – that people may want to look at that they may not even be aware of. It's hard to know what you don't know, folks, right? So you might be thinking, yeah, I'm good, but, you know, I didn't know that there was expanded dental care, for example. These are things that, again, you don't know what you don't know. If, if, you, if you want us to help you, give us a call at the office, 833-FIN-GUYS. I know you guys are booked all the way out until, uh, I think, November. How, how, are, how are you looking, Brian, as far as getting into the office? I know you guys are pretty jammed. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're booking into end of October, beginning of November, you know, at this point in time. So we definitely want to have people getting in. You know, one of the big things, you know, a lot of people sit there and they hear these 800, you watch TV and you see Joe Namath and you see Jimmy Walker. And, you know, you know, we've had this conversation numerous times. Glenn's like, you know, I think I'm missing out on something every time I see this I, commercial. I and, swear, Joe and, Namath and, is and, so compelling. That <laughs> smile of his, I mean... I want the benefits that I'm entitled to. I mean, honestly, I just I feel like he's got them for me. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Right. And the thing <laughs> is, is, you call this 800 number, and these 800 numbers don't know the local market. They don't know what carrier, what what hospitals are most important to us, what providers are most important. So what I tell people is if you, if, if you want to do it over the phone, you can do it over the phone with us. You don't have to come into our office. Right. You have the same exact capabilities as calling that 800 number. Now, the other thing to keep in mind, when these commercials, when they're running these commercials, these are commercials that are run all throughout the country. Just because they mention a benefit on that TV does not mean that benefit's available in New York State. Like, for instance, you know, the, this year here, the big thing was, you know, call us and figure out how you can get $170 back in your Social Security check. New York State doesn't allow 100% give back of a Part B premium. So if you're going to call anybody out there and say, hey, I want $170 back in my Social Security check, I'm going to tell you you have to move because you don't get it in New York State. <laughs> well, that's a great so, point, Brian. We, and I mean, when we... they tell you, And when they tell you the zip code, 
Yes, every single one of us need a zip code. I can't tell you what plans you have available unless I know where you live because right. everything is regionalized. So that, that's kind of the big thing that I want people to know is as you're going into this season and as you're calling, if you're going to call one of these numbers, you should be looking at your medications. They should be looking up your medications and letting you know how they're covered. They should be going over your doctors with you. They should be going over hospitals. Is Roswell Park in, is part of the network? These are things that you, you know, these are important to you, and you might not need the services now, but what happens Four months, five months into the year, and now all of a sudden you need these services, and now you're in a plane that doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. You're better off dealing with somebody local on that stuff than you are calling this 800 number that's not going to know the market. Absolutely. So we have all those capabilities. So I t- that's the basic thing I tell people. You know, if you're on the phone and somebody's trying to tell you, hey, you can get $70 back in your Social Security, and you're going to save $125 on your premium that you're currently paying, and you're going to save 200 bucks a month, and you think in your head, hey, that sounds too good to be true. It is. It is. No it's, doubt. it's not possible. Brian, you thank know, you so, so much. Don't think that, so. Brian, 833-FIN-GUYS. So I just want to get that through. So. Yeah, absolutely. 833-FIN-GUYS if you want to make an appointment. Brian, thank you so much, and, and great point. We are the local guys, right? We have offices in Buffalo, Rochester, Batavia. We know the market. We've been in the market for a long, long time. Give us a call if you need us. Use us as a resource, 833-FIN-GUYS. Thank you to Brian Janik. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be right back here on the other side of the break. You've got Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and we are the Financial Guys and the Financial Guys Media Network. Next week, and, uh, of course, we'll be on the podcast together as well. This past week on the podcast, uh, we talked about a bunch of things, one of which was the World Economic Forum. I won't get back into it unless we have time maybe in the second hour because I've got so many other clips. But there's a clip literally with the World Economic Forum basically is talking about how they've now partnered with Google to completely control the searches and the things that you see online because, of course, they own the science is how they put it. So they own the science. So now you've got... uh, uh, Jacinda Jardine, who basically is uh, uh, the uh, president of New Zealand, who said, you know, you can trust us as your single source of news. Uh, just go to the health ministry and all that good stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, now you've got the World Economic Forum saying, you know, of course, you know, trust the science. So anyway. All right. I got uh, I'm going to play this clip here quick and then we'll move on to some other things here. This is. Uh, I know we're going to jump around a little bit, but the switching gears New York is to angry. New York City. I am angry, too. He's angry. We have yeah. not asked for this. There was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. There's no playbook for this, no precedent. So... I don't know if anybody catches the irony of this whole thing, and and maybe it's lost on a lot of people, but I don't know if it's lost on our listeners, of course, because we have the best listeners in the world, but you're a sanctuary city, Mr. Mayor. I mean, you guys set yourself up as a sanctuary city, right? I mean, isn't that the – what do you mean you didn't sign up for this? But you did sign up for this. Right. And and you've marketed that for a year or two or five now that you wanted to do that. Number one. And Glenn, I said to you this morning, too, that that is the most ironic part about it. But the other side is he's acting as if Texas and Arizona signed up for this, too. Right. Which they yeah. obviously have not. Right. Yeah. No. We've spoken to sheriffs down in Cochise County. 
uh, Sheriff Daniels doesn't want this. He never asked for it, and no. neither did the voters in that state either. No, with well, the amount of folks, the, the uh, you know, everything negative is positive again, of course. And so it's like, well, we have the record number of apprehensions. That means we're catching all the people. I mean, again, if you, if you assume that you're catching half, right, and the apprehensions are at record numbers, and you assume it's the same half, then the other half that we're not apprehending is also at record highs. And I think that's a high number to say you're catching half. Well, I'm just throwing yeah, a number out. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. is if you look at a percentage, if you yeah. say that on average yeah. we catch X. Now, if you want to make the case that we're catching more, then show me the evidence where you're catching more. And, and, and I don't – but, I mean, I'm seeing videos. I love some of these politicians like uh, – uh, who's it? The uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, right? Yep. Governor of California. He's like, there's no problem with the border. There's no, yeah. There's yeah. no border problem. It's fake. I mean, as people have seen the videos, right? I mean, people have seen the the mass amounts of people walking across the border, and these attend. Of course, the when Trump was in office, they couldn't they could not get enough no. of, of kids in cages at detention centers. Yep. Now these detention centers are overflowing, and they're they're nowhere to be seen. And I think the biggest thing too is, Glenn, it's 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 everything with this immigration problem. It's drugs, right? We know the drug issue in this country with fentanyl. It's not one like Skittles packages, right? It, it's a legitimate problem, and we have to address that. Yeah, we have, we have citizens of our country getting murdered, literally murdered from some of these folks. We're not vetting them. How many terrorists have come to this country that we don't know about? When we talked to Sheriff Daniels a couple months ago, Glenn, 164 countries have walked up that border. 164. That's crazy. I mean, the, the drug problem is a huge, huge yeah. issue. I mean, forget about the, the all the other issues that come with it, but the but the drugs alone are, are just uh, and a lot of this coming right from China. This is this is China's plan to weaken this country. I mean, let's, let me Doing a hell make of a no job. mistake that you know China is not our ally, right? They are our enemy. They they want to be they now they can be a, a friend. Like we can work with them, right? But make no mistake, their goal is to be the dominant superpower. Look at the kind of pressure they're exerting over countries like Australia. I mean, they're flat out threatening people in different countries if they report something bad about China or whatnot. China wants to basically be the global superpower, right? They want to have the the world in their image, which is unfortunately a communist image, where they control everything, right? They have control over the industry. They have social credits. They have a, I mean, China, you're walking around now with a cell phone. They can turn you red anytime they want, and you can no longer travel, right? Yeah. How many people in this country did we hear talk about that during uh, during COVID, right? Uh, what was it? Uh, was it who's the uh, who's the guy on CNN? He's like, uh, don't have a vaccine, uh, can't get to work. Oh, uh, can't get a job, right? <laughs> yeah, who was that? No, was that's that going to drive me nuts. I'm going to look that Oliver up. Darcy, is that his name? Let's see here. I believe you're right on that. I do believe. I mean, who was the other one? Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Leanna Wen, right? yes. their, their favorite yes. uh, CCP doctor. You right? can't go to work anymore, right? You're not allowed to work. Right. They, she, she actually said she, she recommends not allowing people to travel from their homes, right? right? She wanted no interstate travel, right? I mean, it's just crazy. By the way, speaking of interstate travel, the EPA is uh, is is eyeing up uh, airline fuel because of the lead contained in it because it is has having a detrimental impact to kids that might live next to airports. And again, I'm sure there's some sort of racial disparate impact there. But sure. folks, they again, they want us not to be able to fly right in Europe. They don't want any more short flights, you know, Paris to London. No, they want you taking a train. Now, what's exempt? Well, the private jets are exempt. They're exempt, right? In this country, well, you right? You can't jam up the private travel, Glenn. When Kathy Hochul talks about, um, you know, when Kathy Hochul talks about, you know, the, the joining California and going to no gas-powered automobiles by 2035, right? It's not that they expect everybody to drive electric automobiles. 
they expect people not to own cars. That's what they expect, folks. And if you look, again, I'm not making this stuff up. It's not a tinfoil hat. Go to c40cities.org, okay? It is the it is, it is huge uh, 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 movers and shakers throughout the world, Mayor Bloomberg and other former mayors from these former cities, including Sadiq Khan from, from London, right? Uh, what these folks have openly stated in their agenda is, Meat for them, not for you, right? Meat for them, bugs for you, right? Their goal is to have 350 cars per 1,000 people. Their lofty goal, as they call it, their ideal goal, is zero private ownership of automobiles. So it's not that they want everyone to own electric cars. They don't expect you to be able to afford a car at all. They want you to take mass transit from your high-rise, you know, crammed apartment complex to your workplace and back is what they basically want, right? Yeah, that's These working elitists. out well in New York City. That's working out very well there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah anyway. Um, want to take a quick call? We have, who's up on deck, uh, Pam? I can't see we the We actually uh, have John there. from Rochester up, Glenn, right oh. now. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? We uh, pull up John, Pam? Hey, guys. You know, you're talking about Eric Adams down in New York City. It, 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 it's almost comical to listen to him complain about these uh, busloads of uh, illegal aliens coming to their city after they, they declared themselves a sanctuary city. Of course, our, I think our... Of course, Rochester is, and I believe Buffalo is also. It's it's just so it's comedic when you think about it. What we're talking, maybe a, a number of hundreds, maybe a thousand, have come into New York City recently. Mm-hmm. When we've had four since Biden's been in office, we've had four million illegal aliens that we know of, and almost a million others that are unaccounted for. It's it's unbelievable. After Trump had that situation under wraps. And controlled. It's just unbelievable. But you, the media, again, guys, it goes back to the media. Mm-hmm. If the media did their job, the Democrat and Chronicle here, the Buffalo News, we got WXXI, the NPR station here, they're like crickets about this, how, this how, uh, crisis. How, how, how does Mayor Adams say that with a straight face, John? I mean, how does he get up and give a speech like that, literally, without having any sense of the irony? Is it, is it completely lost on him? I mean, how does it's, it just boggles my mind? You can see it in his face. He. he he, he almost cracks a smile when he says it. He, you can tell he's lying. He knows what the truth is, but for obvious political reasons, it's, it's, it's so it's, it's comical. Meanwhile, it's really Governor comical. Uh, Abbott in Texas go, we're going to keep sending him. I got more buses going to New York City, Boston, uh, D.C. area, and uh, Chicago. So Mayor Lightfoot's losing her mind, right? The D.C. Mayor Bowser's losing her mind. These people are losing. Mayor Adams, we didn't ask for this. We can't handle this. They're asking for, they've got like, I don't know, a couple thousand uh, a new new migrants in the city, and they're talking about you know the need for like billions and billions of dollars. At least it's in the thousands, though, Glenn. Martha's Vineyard had 50, and they acted 50. like it was like a million people came into their small town. And I they, mean, And they patted themselves on the back when they shipped them off in 44 hours. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up, folks. Unbelievable. Hey, John, let me switch gears ask you another question. What do you think uh, Lee Zeldin's chances are? you got a big race well, coming up here. the latest poll I heard uh, uh, today or yesterday, he's uh, the Trafalgar poll. Trafalgar yes. Had him within two points. One point or two points or something. Yeah, less than two points. I had heard he was a couple weeks ago by... One of the poll, Siena poll, he was down by uh, 17 or 18. Uh, and then I hear Trafalgar at uh, one or two points. So Trafalgar has a better track record than most of the polling that I've heard in the last uh, decade. Yeah, he's still down, though. And so I'm hoping, 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 hoping that he comes out with some haymakers. I just don't understand. I mean, Kathy Hochul's coming out. 
and basically running ads that are absolute falsehoods about yep, him. Yep. And he, and he's afraid to take the gloves off, it seems. I would be calling her for what she is. And, you know, she is an absolute fraud. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, what she's done now with this uh, pay-for-play contract, I didn't even know he was a donor. Really, it's funny, Kathy, because you were at his fundraiser, like, I don't know, a month ago, right? I mean, come on. It's, and then they get away with it, though. They, they All this stuff, they well, the media is like, oh, you were the, oh, you don't remember? Okay, fine, right? It's just amazing. But, uh but, I mean, she the fact that she's even leading in the polls is, is really quite shocking. I don't know what people expect different for New York State. Most people are not happy with where New York State is from an economic standpoint, from a safety standpoint. I don't know anybody, Democrat or Republican, that says, yeah, the streets are awesomely getting safer. I mean, things are going great. Look at, look at New York City this week. They had that band of people all dressed in green just robbing people on the subway. That like, was what great. country are we living in? At least they were... Uh, I love that though. I got. I got to be honest. I mean, the, the color coordinated outfits. I mean, I mean, I mean, really. If, if you're gonna do it, do it right. I mean, going, you know, Gotham esque, you know, Green Gobbler. You know, that was, that was impressive. Well, four of four of the individuals live in the same uh, housing project in yeah. New York City. They found four of them already. So let's impressive. see what happens. Yeah, I liked it. But listen, guys. Uh, you know, if you go around New York State, there are there are a number of prisons. Uh, at least three or four or five that I've seen personally in New York State that are empty, and they're they're viable. They could be occupied. They're completely empty right now. We need to fill those prisons with, at minimum, these uh, gun people that are violating our gun laws with illegal guns without uh, uh, per- proper permits, whatever. They should be in those prisons along with other violent criminals. Instead of letting the prisoners out, the violent criminals out, we should be stacking up these prisons. This just past week. The tragedy just past week with his mother, where they they let the the criminal back out of jail, she begged them. She said, he's going to come kill me. He he killed her on Wednesday. I mean, it's sad. I mean, at least on Tuesday, she's done up by Wednesday. I mean... What are we doing? I mean, that wasn't the first time there was a running with the law with him either. No, of course yeah, not. But yeah. we, I mean, come on, we couldn't have put an officer at the woman's house to protect her or something. I mean, give her a chance to give this woman a fighting chance. How about we don't put the guy out to begin with? The course would be the right answer. But you know, of course, we can't do that because we now have we have bail reform, which is you know, which is enacted legislation, right? So you can't just wave a magic wand and make it go away. You've got to pass. You know, got to repeal it or, or pass new legislation that allows these judges to have some level of discretion. But well, anyway, I'll, ahead, I'll tell you another issue, guys: the abortion issue. When you think about it, uh, Coco is taking pleasure in the, enacting these uh, pro-abortion laws in New York State, and uh, so is the Democratic Senate and con- in Congress. When you think about it, since uh, in the last 50 years, there's been 60 million abortions done. A, a minority of those abortions probably a million or two at least, those unborn babies suffered tremendous pain and torture when well, they were being aborted. The, the, and the newest, I'll tell you, that word hasn't gotten out by the media at all. No. The newest thing, though, from, from uh, Boston Medical College, I believe, is that now babies in the womb know if they're transgender. And so I'm confused. Are they a, a, a mass of cells that can be just, you know, eliminated at any point in time? Or are they some sort of amazing sentient being that is so wise, even at an infant age, that pre-born, that they actually know their, their own gender? It just, 
I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's just they seem to be able to change, you know, what they call it, their truth at, at a whim. John, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll have to let Keep you go. Keep up the fight, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, uh, 844-434-4TFG if you want to join us. If you want to text us, uh, that's 716-817-0716. And then, of course, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. You can go to our, our website at thefinancialguys.com to find out all of our different social media pages as well as all the different uh, departments that we have in companies from home and auto to Medicare to health insurance to wealth management retirement planning, social security claiming strategists, and much, much more. Use us as a resource. Go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, or feel free to call our office, 833-FINGUYS. All right, coming up, our special guest, Matt Kent. We are going to debate the PPP loans and the student loan forgiveness. I am looking forward to it. So stay tuned. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Sparaza, and for Mike Lomas, we'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Listening to the Financial Guys. Uh, title 42, sir, are you considering delaying the Title 42? No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my uh, – my, uh, well, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if, in fact, it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. Your hosts, Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. All righty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Sparaza in for Mike Lomas. And I have a special guest in studio, Matt Kent. How, well, how are you? Thanks for joining coming in. I appreciate it. Of course. So Matt was uh, trolling us on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll say it that way. Fair enough. Fair. And uh, I wanted to give an opportunity to come in and, and have this debate. So your position is because we took PPP loans, right, we cannot criticize any sort of what, uh, student loan forgiveness or any other sort of loans out there at all? Is that your position? I think it's a little funny that you asserted that people were taking free money from the government. They didn't do anything to get it. They didn't do anything to earn that money. And then you did exactly the same thing, if not more. Now, when it comes to uh, college loans, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, remember, college loans, what was the understanding when you took your college loans? That you would pay them back? Sure. Okay. So when everybody took the PPP loans, do you know what the understanding at that point was? Does that make it different? It does, because the PPP loans... At the end of the day, the taxpayers are on the hook for that's right. the value of the loan. It doesn't exactly. matter what everyone's feelings were at the time. I'm not saying what the feelings are. I'm saying what it's the facts It's just at the end of the day, okay, you took out a loan... Hang on a second. And then the hold taxpayers paid for it. Okay, but the facts of the loan were... It's not about feelings. At the time, the loan was... If you are uncertain about your ability to continue to pay your employees, the employees that you shut down, the Democrats and the Republicans, the government, shut down businesses for the first time ever, okay? They passed a $2.2 trillion CARES Act. Everybody got money in that CARES Act. Businesses mm -hmm, got money. Mm -hmm. Individuals got money. In fact, we passed $5 trillion of uh, stimulus uh, with multiple acts, right? 1.8 million of that went to individuals, 1.7 trillion, excuse me, not million, trillion, went to corporations, right? Mm -hmm. So every single person got a loan. Now, the PPP loans, the understanding was if you are uncertain about your business and your ability to pay employees, again, keep in mind, for the first time in history, the government shut down the entire economy. Now, if you were uncertain, then you would not have to pay the loan back. Mm -hmm. That was the understanding. Now, I could have gone 
we could have gone and taken EIDL loans. We could have taken. I have two million dollars in payroll. Yeah. Right. Tons of payroll. Right. Of course, I was uncertain that I couldn't pay the, my potential employees. You shut down the economy. Now, in hindsight, had had they said you're going to have to pay this back if you need it, I may or may not have taken the loan. Right. Now. All right. In 2008, the market dropped 50 percent. Okay, we were able, thankfully, to cut the losses for our clients by, you know, half or more of that. Right. But for the first quarter, for the first quarter of 2009, right, Mike and I did not take a paycheck. Do you have any employees, Matt? I have people who work for me. Yes. You have people who work for you. Yeah. Okay. So you would do anything for those employees, I assume, right? 100 percent. Of course. Just like you would. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And you and you took you take a PPP loan? No. You didn't. No. You did not take a loan at that time. No. Okay. Did you take any sort of personal stimulus at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you so you did get money from the CARES Act. Yeah, everyone did. Everybody. Exactly. My okay, point. Great. So now now that everybody did, can nobody uh, 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 question any sort of giveaways? I mean, it's, did you did you I, agree I'm with sorry, the Elon here, Musk let giveaway? Let me keep or? going here. Okay, uh, go you know, you've you've been running your mouth a little bit. Uh, it's very funny. You make a very very strong argument for why we needed the PPP loans and we needed all sorts of stimulus money to help. I was against bridge. shutting down the economy, just so you know. Sure, that's great. And also on, on Twitter, you were against the PPP loans. So it's very yeah, weird now to I hear was. you. I uh, was against the PPP loans. Right. I would prefer having not taken it yeah. and having nobody else have taken it. You know why? Because myself, my business, my partners, and my family will likely pay the bulk of that back more so than a lot of other people because we have a higher income. We're blessed with that, right? Right. And so Sure. You're just like saying to so 10 he, people, we're going to take, I'm going to give these 10 people $1,000 each, okay? But it's your $1,000. I'm going to pay you, you're going to have to pay that $1,000 back in a year from now. Let's not Do make you it not take the $1,000? Let's make it practical here. Okay. How, how much did you take in PPP loans? I trolled you for taking 45 k on the financial guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what you took? On the financial guys, yes. And I believe. what else did you take? Well, we own multiple companies. Yeah, let's go of through course. them. I don't. Well, you can go through if you'd like. All right, great. Here's the financial guys LLC, 44k for payroll, utilities, rent. Here's the financial guys insurance agency LLC. And I should be clear, listener at home, this is free money from the government. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to work. This was payroll that was already going to happen. Not necessarily. uh, Hold up, 44k. You didn't know this payroll was going to automatically happen. We could have easily laid people off. The second again, back in 2009, I didn't lay a single person off. Right. Complete the list here. I didn't lay a single person off. That is not a requirement. A sing, not a single the one, one of requirement. Our, back in 2009, Matt, not a uh, single employee I really got a benefit cut. Well, let me tell you something. Mike and I didn't take a paycheck for six months to make sure our employees were taken care of. Good. That's why we built the business that we have. Great That's answer. why we've had employees here for 20 years, Matt. So I hope uh, that at some point you're able to grow independent business. Independent Solutions Wealth Management. Is that another one of yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, you took 136 grand uh, yep. to That's cover... Right. Employee payroll, right? Uh, is Peak Reps LLC you, is you that know, you as well? That I am a minority owner, so, so yes you no. you do have ownership. I'm assuming Mike does as well. I have no control over yeah. that. Company, okay, so that you. was another 260 grand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at, uh, and I I, I just took uh, the seat from Usparaza. I'm not sure if you have ownership as well in Quiz, Queen City Financial Group. No, I do not. Okay, do they pay you rent? Uh, do they pay me rent? No, they do not actually. Oh, okay. Well then. I won't include them on the list. Anyways, listener at home, we're looking at about half a million dollars in free money from the government that the financial guys that I'm familiar with, did I leave any out? How much of Peak Reps do I own? 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, right? So you don't care, right? I mean, you. Well, I own Amazon. I own part of Amazon. You think they took PPP money? All right. How much? Did. How much did you take in PPP? Personally? <laughs> yeah. Well, the financial guys is what I have a majority ownership in. I don't have a majority ownership in any of the other companies you mentioned. So, do I own a lot of companies? Do I have a lot of interest in other companies? Absolutely. But let me you ask you a question, Matt. Again, every single person in the country took money. Every single business took money, pretty much, right? With a few exceptions. Every single individual took money. So your position now is nobody that took money from the government can ever criticize any sort of government handouts or loans whatsoever. The student loan thing, hold on. Yes, the student loan thing is especially egregious because I have clients that have worked their their behinds off to get where they are. They never went to college, and now they're going to pay college to uh, expenses for somebody like you, right? Who went to what Ivy League? Did you where'd you go? Washington. Is that where you want? In the DC American area? University. American University. That costs a lot of money, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yeah. And what about uh, what about Sorry, the grad school ride. there I don't as well? Know what to tell you. Grad school there as well? Yeah. Again, right. no, so, and now, no so now somebody who didn't go to college should pay off your loans? Is that what you're saying? I, sorry, I, I, I paid them. You paid them. Okay. Yeah. So, and so, I'm still okay so, with so, it. So, somebody, so, you, so you're okay paying off other people's loans then, even though you paid off your own? You're yeah. good with that? I'm just like I am also okay with renters paying more in taxes so that I can take a home mortgage uh, uh, that what's the what's the deduction for the interest the mortgage interest Matt. deduction plenty of people Matt do I gotta, not, you no. got you to hold the thought I'm sorry I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you over I gotta let you I got I'm not gonna let you go I'm gonna hold you over hang on one second folks we'll be back I gotta take a break we're gonna jump across the hall on the other side for the break we got another whole other hour to go you got the financial guys and the financial guys media network it's time to talk money. Always not a swindle. What you do is see, you give them all your credit card numbers, and if one of them is lucky, they'll send you a prize. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Stop it! Stop it! Don't you realize you've just been brainwashed by corporate propaganda? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Lisa's a grade A moron. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. Hour number two of the Financial Guys. And again, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. I know it is now annual enrollment period. If you need our AHIP certified Medicare folks, you can reach us at the office at 833-FINGUYS. Uh, 833-FINGUYS is the number. Or again, you can go to our website at thefinancialguys.com. Up in this hour, we're going to finish our conversation with uh, my Twitter friend here, Matt Kent. Uh, we're going to have Russ Geyser on at 2.15. Russ is going to talk about uh, business planning and the new Secure Choice Act that New York is handing down and what that means for business owners. And then, of course, I've got many more clips to play throughout the rest of the show and um, a few more plugs as well. I do want to plug this before I forget because I am going to forget. Uh, we have a Chevetta's dinner giveaway coming up on November 11th. That is going to be here in our parking lot again, 11 o'clock. It starts 11 a.m. until we run out, basically. All the proceeds go to Western New York Heroes. It's $15 a dinner, and um, 
That is something we did last year. There's a, a nice young man here locally that does sets that up. I sound so old when I say it, don't I? God, get off my lawn. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but, no, there's a, there's a, uh, a young gentleman that uh, sets this up, and uh, it's a great fundraiser. And last year we sold out very, very quickly. So 11-11, Veterans Day, 11 a.m. here at the office. You can drive through for a Chevetta's dinner. All right, getting back to it, Matt, so we don't run out of time again. I apologize we ran short in that break. We got about seven, six or seven minutes before Neat. the next uh, – the next break here. So we were talking over the top of the hour break, and I think there's actually a lot of things that we agree upon, to be honest with you, when it comes to, you know, my position in general is smaller government, right? I want smaller government. I don't want loans to be given out. I don't like the special interest in the tax code. To your point, why should a renter pay for a homeowner's interest deduction? I totally agree with that, right? It's funny. I don't hear you running your mouth about that constantly. I do, though. I, well, then you don't listen to the show. And, and by your own admission, you said you didn't listen to the show, right? Yeah, okay. So well, on this show, home, he's always you going go back. Off on yes, the yes. Mortgage interest deduction. No, but I'm he going off it. as smaller government. Smaller government, Matt. The point is smaller government. Our government has gotten so large and out of control that your kids and your grandkids are going to be paying this garbage back forever. Why is it that an AOC can go from bartender to politician to millionaire? Millionaire, Matt, in five years. Republicans and Democrats, Matt, are making themselves wealthy on the backs of you and me both. You're a Democrat, I'm Republican, right? They're taking both of our money, right? And the other hand, a little bit out here and there, and they put a lot in their own pocket, Matt. We need to get back to smaller government. I didn't like the PPP loans. Of course I took the PPP loans, because number one, I gotta make sure that- You just said you didn't like it, and yet during the break, you literally said several of your companies wouldn't have been able to make payroll if not for it. I didn't say that. The presidents of those companies walked in and said that. Now, what did I say, Matt? What did I say? I don't know. You're talking about both sides of your mouth on no, this. I said, no, no. I said you didn't listen. Bad. I said, Matt, because you didn't listen. I said I would likely have bankrolled it personally if I would have had to because that's how we keep our employees for so long, Matt. Okay, sorry. We didn't, and I said this before in the other break, before the other break, right? We've never cut an employee's salary. We've never had to cut a benefit for any of the down markets we've gone through. Keep in mind, we're fiduciaries in our business, right? So when the market goes down, we lose money. Okay, just like our clients, we're on the same side of the table, right? Sometimes it's tough to make payroll when you've got. Right, All but right. we would have funded it had we had to. That's so what we I are said. talking. And we have that. talked repeatedly about the social good that the PPP loans did to keep. Should we talk about employed. the damage so that the turn, government no, 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 did I, when I they shut down the a, business? I was using that as a segue to the okay. social good of providing some student debt relief. Do we agree that it is a social good for many people to go to college? It has it depends, helped. Depends it has on the helped degree. Drive, of course. I mean, so yes you're, no. you're going to pick sure. the the stupid you know, the stupid college career choices that people make. And mm-hmm. there are going to be those, of course, certainly. Sure. Yep. Not everyone's very forward-thinking at age 17, uh, but we still stick them with many, 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 many figures of debt. Uh, and there are people, 40, are you aware that 40% of the people holding student loan debt right now don't have a college degree? Like, do you think we should go to some length to try to ameliorate the suffering? I want to help get those people towards being productive members of society. A little debt relief can help get them there. These are the kind of things when we engage as a society-wide, we pool some resources, we help lift some people out of poverty, get them back in the game, uh, just like we did on the PPP loans. Can I ask you a question? Why do you think college expenses have gone up so substantially? You know, that's a million-dollar question. Okay. So college expenses, the inflation of cost of college has gone up like tenfold faster than inflation. 
the reason is, is because whenever government gets involved in funding these types of things, right, like college education, when they took over the, the Obamacare, when they took over the loans, right, whenever government gets involved, it distorts the market, right? And it makes things ridiculously expensive, whether they're drugs, whether it's health care, whether it's college, right? Look at free right. market competition. College got expensive is a after way Obama. Better. No, it, it was always expensive, but it, but if you look at the charts, it really took off after Obama. The, it, the, it was on a ridiculous trajectory well before. Him. Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and and the trajectory went even because more upward sloping. We as when a the society, why do you think we have eight and a half percent inflation? Now? We as a society decided generations ago that a college education was the meal ticket to a happy life it mm. made it a very very that's lucrative. the case anymore but well, that's, that's i true. think that's no, changed a lot people's thoughts are changing on this of course yes but we as a society decided it was a very good thing it was a meal ticket but we didn't uh, have the way to have that a high school degree would in previous generations but which my... meant all of a sudden you know you're a supply and demand guy mm -hmm. look a lot more demand a lot more people a lot more interested they could charge more and people would pay it so, they could charge more because they were handing people money to pay it. If they weren't handing people money to pay it, Matt, then people would be a lot more frugal with what they were paying, and the cost would not have gotten has, out of it control. It certainly has an influence. Why do it's we have? Let me ask you this. Got out of control. I'm okay. going to ask you a solution. You're a solution guy. Are we going to? Should we stop having federally subsidized student loans? Yes. Should, should we should cut off all of I that? would give it back to the private sector. Let the banks make the decision on who they give loans to based on things like the degree, right? Think about that for a second. Oh, you're going for gender studies. Oh, you're going to be a social worker. Okay, well, you, you're going to top out at maybe $45,000 a year. Let the bank make that decision on maybe I shouldn't give this guy a loan that's going to have a potential of making forty five grand a year. Now, contrast that with a doctor that comes in or the lawyer. You have a law degree, correct? No. I thought you did. No? no? I'm sorry. Well, whatever. You stalking me, buddy? No, but I thought you did. Yeah, I, for yeah. reason, I thought you were a lawyer. Okay, you did. Well, I thought I, well, I checked your LinkedIn page, of course, but I thought was that, you're not a lawyer on there? I don't think so. You, you work for a lawyer? I'm not a lawyer. Well, whatever. But anyway, if, but if you were, so that's, I think there's probably a, 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 more, a better argument to be made as a bank, right, to say I'm going to loan a, 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 a law uh, student a loan because he's going to probably be able to pay it back. I'm going to give All the right, So in your version of society, the only loan, people who can – Enter into no, non-lucrative no. markets no. like a social. But we worker. have a no, giveaway. We need social workers, but, right, to but, help but bind we our have society together. If they but don't we have, have enough, if they don't have enough money, but Matt, we only have the rich that kids are going to do that. Matt, what is it? When you go into a nonprofit and you work for now or the government, you have your student loans forgiven if you work there for so many years. That's already a program, Matt. It already exists. If you go work for the government, your student loans are forgiven after like a decade or two, right? Same thing with social work and non-for-profits. So, yes, I agree. We have those programs in place. They already exist. But what I'm saying is if you return it to the private sector and let bankers and business people make the decisions on where money is going, then there's a lot better decisions that are made. Look, I'll, I'll end with this, Matt. And Milton Friedman said this best, you know, I said this best, right? There's only four ways that people can spend money, right? You can spend your own money on yourself, where cost and quality both matter. You can spend your own money on other people, right? Where cost matters, but quality matters less, right? You can spend other people's money on yourself, right? Where cost has no bit, bit of difference, but quality is super important. Or finally, you can spend other people's money on other people. And essentially, that's what the government is doing. And when you spend other people's money on other people, then cost nor quality matter whatsoever. And you can see that in things like the Buffalo School District or many other facets of, of government. So, this is what anyway. you get when you talk out of both sides of your mouth. Because if you, you only apply that argument to the student loans. If you apply that argument to the PPP, Matt, all of a sudden it falls apart. Matt, i gotta, I got I to gotta, I gotta wrap it there. It's been a real I, one, I man. It. Listen, I, I'll have you on again. I, I, I've got to be honest. Mm. I, I do it. Well, keep looking. <laughs>
I, mean, I do listen, enjoy the debate, depends. though. I look, I have an op- I, I do enjoy the opportunity. Actually, to have a, I, I'm gonna, at least I'm just going to say one last little bit here on your uh, planes. I get hold on. I got to take a break. I'm long in the segment, Matt. I appreciate it. I, I, but I will have you back on. I promise you. I've got to take a break. You've got the financial guys. You want to join us? 844-434-4TFG. I, uh, I appreciate your opportunity to talk to you, Matt. Appreciate you coming in. Takes a lot of stones to do that. But uh, I got to take a break. We'll be back on the other side of the break with Russ Geyser. Got the financial guys on the Financial Guys Media Network. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Here we go. All right, sorry about that. I'm just running late in this break trying to reset the everything else there. I got phone calls backing up. I got guests backing up. My apologies. Let's, uh, Charlie and uh, and Brian, I'm going to keep you on hold just for a second. I will get to you, I promise, but I got to get Russ Geyser in here and try to stay on schedule. Russ, thank you for uh, patiently waiting. I know you've got some stuff to plug, and I didn't want to uh, miss the opportunity. So how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Now tell me what you got coming up. You've got a business seminar on October 12th. Tell me about it. Yeah, we have a small business seminar uh, October 12th at 6:15 uh, at our location in Williamsville, and it's really we're we're uh, going to review the New York Secure Choice Savings Program, which is a mandatory, uh, basically a mandatory savings plan for um, small businesses that have had 10 or more employees the prior calendar year, have been in business for at least two years, um, and have not offered a qualified retirement plan. So we're going to review what that is, when it might take effect, and then what the options are, because New York State's not the only option. Yeah, if I were folks out there, I would be figuring out what option you are going to go with, because, you know, this is not necessarily the best option for employers, and it it very well may not be the best option for employees. I mean, at this point, we don't really know what the specifics of the investment plans are or anything else like that, right? We don't, and they're still in the phase, it looks like, um, of understanding what investment companies they're going to be able to use. But what we do know is that they're going to be uh, Roth contributions, so there's not going to be any tax deferral option at all for employees. So you're kind of pigeonholed into just a Roth, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but um, when you have more options and there's a lot more than just that, uh, you know, you don't want to hamstring yourself. Right. And you get so this is going to be on October twelfth, six fifteen, right here in the TFG training room, right? Yes, sir. Yep, six fifteen. Uh, we'll have our four hundred one k experts available, uh, and we'll just discuss kind of what the options are for small businesses. All right, Russ, eight four 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 three four four TFG, right? And uh, or you can call the uh, or the uh, you can go to our website as well, right? Thefinancialguys.com. There is an events uh, tab now there, I believe. And you can sign up right to that, right? Oh, there's right here. Look at sorry, where, look yeah, at the events. Aaron wrote right the paper for me, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't miss him. It's all in caps. Events tab on thefinancialguys.com. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's live on the website. Or you can call the office, of course. All right, eight four 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 three four four TFG. All right, thank you, uh, Russ. I appreciate. it. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you guys take care. Thanks. All right, take care again. That's a business seminar, October twelfth. Uh, anybody that has a, uh, a small business with 10 employees or more that does not have a 401k plan, you're going to want to find out what's going on with the new SECURE Act in New York State. Again, call the office or go to our website at thefinancialguys.com. Click on the Events tab, and you can register right there. There let's, you go. Let's, there you go. Let's stick with the phones. Uh, let's go to uh, Charlie, who's been patiently waiting. So i got Charlie, Brian, and Bill. I will get to you all, I promise. Uh, Charlie, you are up on deck first with the Financial Guys. How are you? 844 uh, 434 TFG if you want to join us, by the way. Go ahead, Charlie. 
Hey, so I was just listening to the show, and I, I was listening to your guests, and I guess ripping everybody that takes money. But here's the thing I, I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. It's not about what we give away. It's about I know what, what you have to do to get off your ass and do what you got to do. I apologize for the language, but it's frustrating. They talked about college education. I didn't have a college tab because I didn't go to college. I didn't even have a high school tab because I didn't go to high school. Here's what I had the debt to myself. I didn't want to be dependent upon anyone, any government, or any person but well, myself. And that's, that's where this country's going south. That's definitely shame. Everybody wants can... something for nothing. Well, you're old school, Charlie. You're older than I am. I know I'm, I'm 50 now. Matt was very young. I'm guessing in his 20s. Uh, I give him a lot of credit for having the backbone to walk into a uh, by himself to a radio show like this, which has been a pretty great. Hey, you know, a lot more backbone than a lot of our local politicians. I mean, it's in all honesty, right, to, yeah, to try to make true. his case. Um, yeah. I mean, his position is, you know, free money for everybody. I mean, he's, he's you know, I think he's a. Uh, He's a definitely a Democrat, and you know some of the people he supports are flat-out socialists, so I don't want to call him a socialist, but his philosophy is, hey, why not give money to everybody? It's for the benefit of the social good. Um, I'm guessing as he pays more and more taxes, as he, as he does better and better in life, he'll probably change his tune, as a lot of folks do. But, yeah. hey, if that's your philosophy, yeah, that's, that's your point. philosophy. I, I, my, my, my view is that you just you handed off $5 trillion, dollars and you got inflation of 8.5% as a result of it. Sorry, Charlie, go ahead. And I, I get to pay for it. I, that's what I. You get to pay I for it, pay and your kids, who, who, and your grandkids. Who, that's right. Can I? Can I? Can I take these eight, two million people uh, as dependents on my tax return? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> well, you know, be able to, I totally get it. Based on him, it's free stuff. I should get it back somehow. Absolutely. Anyway, well, that's what my point was. If we get up off our butts and go out to work and hustle, everybody won't be in the hole. That that's right. Made. Yeah, but that's hard, though. Hustling's hard. But that's not what these kids are told today, Charlie. These kids are told today, you deserve it. It's like, I feel like these kids are are being shown the the Joe Namath commercial, right? It's like, you know, get the entitles, you know, the entitlements you deserve. You're entitled to, you know? It's like they bring in Joe Namath and they show that that Medicare commercial, all the high school kids before they get out. Go get this. I've had applicants. You know, Charlie, you've had applicants, right? We've had applicants that have applied for the business right out of college starting. Like, yeah, it's like $120,000 starting salary. Okay, sure. Yeah. Like a Rolls Royce and a you know and a pinata every birthday. But I mean, seriously, come on. In ten years, maybe we'll be breaking one hundred twenty. I, I get it. I just I, again, this is where I think this country's going down. I know I'm old school, but the fact of the matter yeah. is that you still have to work. Everything costs right. money, and if you yep. keep giving it away, it's only going to get worse. Well, but that's I why we have eight and a half percent inflation. That's how we got here. Thanks, Charlie. I appreciate well, the call, buddy. And Glenn, I do uh, want to make. Thanks, Thanks, Charlie. Uh, I do want to make one point, too. He said, well, what about the people that, you know, go to college and don't finish? Well, whose fault is that? Go to college. If you're going to go, go get your degree and move on. Right. It's not my problem that you failed out of college right. or stopped going because well, you how about to drink the, on the weekends. How about the people that bought a house that took a mortgage and then the house went down in value? Should they not be liable? I mean, right. and, and, and I guess, and guess, I guess we, we did bail one of those people out in, in a way, right? So, anyway, again, I, again, I just – you know, we got to get away from we are now a, a government that is out of control from a size perspective. And the bigger something gets and the sloppier it gets, the easier it is for the politicians to steal money. Again, AOC went from bartender. She had a negative net worth when she entered Congress. She's been paid one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year now for what, three years or four or five years. Yep. And she's worth well over a million dollars. Right now. How do you do that? I mean, this is a great country. Don't get me wrong. You can start from nothing, go to work, work hard, you know, do what Charlie does, you know, work hard. Uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh became a multi, multi, multi millionaire, right? Uh, never, I don't even think he graduated from high school. Bill Gates never even graduated from high school, right? One of the richest men in the world, right? 
you can do that from nothing, but it's all about the hard work that you put into it, right? So anyway. Well, well and, and with AOC, Glenn, what drives you nuts is she hates capitalism, work. though. Right. Yet she makes money selling right. things all right. day long, like hoodies that say tax right. the rich and things like that. But You're, that's not how she made a million bucks. I mean, no. she didn't sell a million dollars worth of merchandise. I mean, this is preposterous, right? How does Look, if we play a game show. I, sh I wish I had the music here in the studio, <laughs> the game show music, right? I mean, is it bribery or is it blackmail? I mean, half these folks, all of a sudden, they turn on a dime, they're still poor. Well, you know, they were blackmailed. They were probably on the Lolita Express. They were probably in, the, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's little black book, right? But others, right, like Paul Ryan, are Mr. Conservative, Mr. Conservative. And then suddenly... You know, he retires from Congress with, I don't know, worth like millions and millions and millions of dollars. How do you do that? Look, folks, we manage over a billion dollars of client assets here in Western New York. I can tell you that I don't have a – I have some really big clients, some clients that have, you know, $20, 30000000 million with us. They all did it by starting a business. None of them, none of them did it by working for a government making $180,000 a year. I can assure you of that, right? None of them made $180,000 a year as their salary for, a, you know, 12 years or 20 years or whatever or for the whole life and then walk away worth $20 million or like Nancy Pelosi worth $150 million. Look, folks, they are the, the amount of wealth transfer from the middle class to the corporate and the elite sector and the, and the political class is out of control. And the bigger it gets, and the more, look at, remember Hillary Clinton? How many billions of dollars did she lose the State Department? Remember that? Yeah. What was that? Like 19 or 90 billion? Yeah. She lost it. How do you lose it? It went somewhere, folks. It didn't just slip. It's Look, at, you lose change in your car that falls out of your pocket between the seats, right? You may lose your cell phone when it falls into the couch cushions, right? You don't lose, you may lose tens of billions of dollars, You right? may lose Hunter Biden's laptop. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, how do we lose these things? That is a no. question. But how do we just lose these things Come that are on. so important? It's <laughs> ridiculous. Let's, can we slip in a call here? Can we go to, uh, do I have time here, Pam, or do we got to whip up this break? Okay, let's slip in Brian from Lancaster, and I'll, I'll try to make the. If I have to hold you over, I'll hold you over. Brian, you're live with the financial guys. How are you? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good. Um, let's say um, kid just gets, you know, a 17-year-old kid can get $100,000 from the government, right, to go to college. Mm -hmm. Let's say he doesn't want to go to college. He wants to start a landscaping business. He goes to the bank, you know, wants to buy a truck, a trailer, a couple mowers, you know, work hard, start his own business. Yep. The bank would laugh at him. They would never give him that kind of That's money. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly why, Brian, we need to move the college loans back to banks. Right. Brian, hold that thought. I'm going to bring you back to the other side of the break. I want to give you the, the, the final word. I just ran out of time here. Listen, folks, if you need throughout the week, we do manage money for a living. Go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, or call our offices at 833-FINGUYS. Again, 833-FINGUYS, whether it's wealth planning, retirement planning, income planning, or, or whatever. You can use this as a resource, 833-FINGUYS. All right, very short break. Mike Sparazza for Mike Lomas. I'm Glenn Wiggle with the Financial Guys. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Media. Let them, all, let them go. And that is, if a business... Right. If you open a landscaping business and you need $100,000 to your equipment and you went to the bank, they would ask for all kinds of personal guarantees. Or they would laugh at you. Right. But you walk into a bank and ask for $100,000 to go be an underwater basket weaver in college and they stroke you a check. Now, the one other thing is, you know, he mentioned that a lot of people don't don't finish college. I know a lot of folks, sadly, that took loans to go to college, use those loans to spend on other things that weren't college and then failed out of college, right? Should I pay for that? 
But again, if you take it back to the private sector, let the banks decide, right? When we took it over with Obamacare, and Obamacare took over all the student loans, it was free money for everybody, no checks on anybody, and guess what happened to a tuition? It exploded. I mean, it literally, it, yes, it was going up at two to three times the rate of inflation before. Now it's going up at the rate of 10 times inflation. Well, not anymore because inflation's caught up. So I guess in a good way, you know, not, maybe now with only three times inflation again, I guess. Anyway, so I wanted to bring you back up. I apologize for cutting you short there, Brian, but great point. Okay, yeah, and the whole point of it is eventually this guy's going to pay taxes, and he's going to eventually, when he gets bigger, he's going to hire more employees yep. that are going to pay taxes. You know, and these other people, you know, they go to college for this ridiculous stuff and just don't do anything with it. You know, it's just such a waste of money. It's, it's just unbelievable. I never went to college. I've owned three businesses in my life. Good for I'm you. I'm disabled now, and, I, you know, I went for food stamps, and they laughed at me. You know, but we can give all these immigrants coming across the border cell phones and right. Well, that's houses. Your, see, and, there's, and, that's, that's, that's what you got to do, Brian. You got to fly to... Uh, Fly down to Mexico, yeah, and you stroll over the border, you know, and uh, well, I thought I wanted to relinquish my citizenship. Then could I get everything? You get everything then. You get have free housing, the yeah, whole you know, get free college. Just don't go to New York City or Martha's yeah. Vineyard. They don't want you there. Just so you know, that's not they. Oh no, they say no, they're no. a sanctuary city. Remember, you know? I was on the show. I'm wearing my financial guy shirt. Now. I was on the oh, show, and I told you guys, I love it. Take them in buses. Yep. Take them in buses right yep. to their houses. Yep. Don't drive them off in New York City. Take them right to Obama's house. Let him set up tents in his, you know, yep. his 20-acre estate there. That's right. 100%. 100%. And I got my Carol country hat on my thin guy shirt on. <laughs> I love it. I won the contest. I love it. All right. Well, thank you again for love being a loyal listener. I never miss you guys. You're like church to me. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Have a terrific weekend. All right. All right take care, buddy. Let me say one thing, too, Glenn. I think we've gone to the point where we are doing the worst possible things for society. We keep incentivizing doing the wrong things. You yeah. want to fail out of college? Here's ten grand. Right. You don't want to go to work because you're afraid of COVID? Here's some money. Here's a phone. Go sit at home. Do that. If you want to come over the border illegally, here's some health care and a job. and all. Like, we're just doing the worst possible things for society every day. Yep. Yeah, I, I tell you, you're not doing people any favors by giving them free money for college when when their, no. when their degree is not going to be something that's actually marketable in the marketplace. It's sad. Um, I got some more clips I want to play here, but before I do, I wanted to read a bit of this article uh, just uh, just the very beginning. Uh, this is from Bloomberg. Chip makers see breathtaking drop as demand uh, in demand as recession looms. Samsung and AMD numbers missed projections by a mile. And uh, the weak results are stoking a tremendous amount of fear. As a result, the Nasdaq was down substantially on Friday. And uh, we do have another market commentary coming up. Our semi-annual commentary is coming up in October. I don't have that on my sheet to plug, but I know it's coming up. So call our office or go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, for information. Uh, that is our open-to-the-public uh, Zoom meeting or conference call uh, that where you can hear us interview our investment committee. So you won't be able to ask any questions because we usually have several hundred people on that call. But uh, but you have you can listen in as we interview our, our chartered financial analysts. Our investment committee has over 200 years of investment experience, folks. And although we can't prevent down markets and I can't eliminate downside risk, 
uh, you know, we do the best we can to, to mitigate that risk by doing things like diversifying portfolios and things like that. October 26th, thank you very much. October yeah. 26th is the economic markets update. I will say this, though, and, and, and as we're <clears throat> as I'm talking to a lot of other investment advisory firms and then we see other accounts that come over and we just know the industry in general, you folks, you would be shocked to know sometimes the people behind the curtain that are actually managing the money. I'm talking to investment advisories, uh, firms and different companies where, you know, they have 28 year old college kids that are just, just fresh out of college managing assets. And although those, you know, younglings may be the smartest, you know, magnum cum laude, the radio's too laude, you know, uh, the <laughs> wizards of smart, right? Uh, they've never been under fire, right? It's one thing to be book smart and, and know the stuff. It's another thing to be tested and, and tried by fire. And, you know, you look at John Thur, our most senior chartered financial analyst in the industry since 1980. I mean, he's seen the SNL crisis. He's spent through the 87 crash. He's, you know, all of that, right? Uh, Paul Meeks, who's on CNBC almost every week. I mean, he was the largest tech manager in the world when he managed the tech portfolio for Merrill Lynch during the dot-com bubble. That's why he's still considered one of the foremost experts, and that's why he's on CNBC every week, right? Talk about a guy who's been tried by fire. <laughs> I mean, he got death threats, you know, when he was uh, the manager at Merrill Lynch for, for the tech funds, right? Uh, so these guys, you know, Peter Nielsen, another 30-year veteran, Dave Mariocca, right? These guys have been through bad markets. They've been through uh, times like this before. They know how to react, and they have seen it. And so, you know, makes me personally, that's where my money is, makes me feel a lot more comfortable knowing that I've got really veteran professionals that are handling uh, the portfolio. So if you want to interview our team, use us as a resource, 833-FINGUYS or thefinancialguys.com. Can I give you some good news, Glenn, in, yeah. in, in Florida here? For sure. Polk County Sheriff. Oh, I love this. This is fantastic. <laughs> He's great. I would highly suggest that if a looter <laughs> breaks into your home, comes into your home while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. Yes. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. I think I've got that <laughs> audio clip, actually. Somewhere. I do, too, if you need it. But it's unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. That's the difference between New York and Florida folks, right? Instead yeah. of New York, it's, well, hey, if you want to rob somebody, go to the subway and just rob them with whatever you want to take. Well, but guess what? There's There's been very little looting uh, in, in Florida. I mean, it's right. been one of those things right. where they're like, well, you know, we're, the CNN was like, we're shocked at how little the looting has been. Right. You know, right. Like, well, right. well, of course. No kidding. I mean, I mean, you know, if that's if that's what you're facing as a looter, I mean, you got the sheriff encouraging residents to shoot looters. I yeah. think as a looter, you think twice. Now, contrast that with New York, where they know they're going to be released. Yeah. They know there's no consequences, right? If, if the looters knew there were no consequences, well, of course they're going to loot like crazy, right? That's what they do. But Here's the worst thing in New York, Glenn. It's not just looters, right? It's murderers, like what yeah. we saw this week, right? Hey, you want to threaten your wife? No big deal. We'll let you back well, out. Tragic. And then, and then he does what he says he's going to yeah. do. It is horrible. Just so sad. This is the clip here. This is fantastic. I love this guy. And these looters, that's unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home, while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. Because you know what? That's one looter that won't break into anyone else's. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You go get your gun and you shoot him. And you make him look like grated cheese. And that's one looter that will not be breaking into anybody else's. And he's right. You know, look, it, I'm not for vigilante justice. I mean, nobody's saying go out there and hunt down looters. But you have a right to protect yourself and your family and your, and your, uh, your possessions in your own home, right? That is a, 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 that is a right, right? And if people are going to violate that right, then they get the consequences for that violation of that right, right? So, but, 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 Glenn, you said it perfectly. What does that do in the state of Florida? 
it stops people breaking and entering homes or stealing things from you in the supermarket. That's That's what that does, right? You know, it's sad to say, Glenn, but you look at what happened here in Buffalo at the top supermarket. That guy went there for a reason, right? He knew nobody would be there and nobody was armed there. And obviously he was a horrible racist, but that's what happens when people don't protect themselves. They go right after it. It's really sad. And I hope that New York, you know, maybe catches on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's go back to the phones. Uh, we got Bill out in Eden, who's been patiently waiting. You want to join us? 844-434-4TFG. Uh, Bill, you're live with the Financial Guys. How are you? Hey, good. Maybe that uh, Florida guy meant uh, Swiss cheese, because if you made him look like grated cheese, Hunter Biden might turn up and try to sniff it or something. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, but, I think he meant Swiss cheese. I don't know why he used grated cheese. But maybe he had pasta on the mind. I don't know. <laughs> um, I heard you talking earlier to John from Rochester, and I think he's brilliant. I always enjoy listening to John. He's well-prepared. And you were mentioning, like, is do you think that Zeldin can win? And I was looking at the calendar, and, and today's the 8th of October, right? So we're exactly one month away from Election Day, right? Yep. So I was remembering, um, do you remember that 2000 Mules movie with Dinesh D'Souza made? Oh, yeah. Based on, like, the work of Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. And then they had um, uh, an event out in Arizona called The Pit, where they had people from all across the country come over and give presentations. And there was this lady from New York, you might have had around the financial guys before. Her name was Marley Hornick, and she's like the director of New York Citizens Audit. That's like auditny.com. So she gave a really interesting uh, presentation about um, the voter rolls in New York State. And I collected all of that information. It's more than I could give you like in a phone call, but I could tell you like a quick shortcut if people wanted to look this up at Mm -hmm. their leisure. Mm -hmm. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, so if you go to, I I made like a shortcut. So if you go to tinyurl.com slash how NY votes gab, you know, like we're gabbing here. Mm-hmm. So again, just tinyurl.com slash how NY votes gab, all one word. And you'll see it links to this Red Voice Media article that it really explains what she presented very well. And it links to her auditny.com uh, website. It gives her video presentation at this pit event, so you can hear in her own words. And even the Epic Times, Roman, that you know, the guy that you see that's um, on a lot of the commercials for uh, going to the Epic Times newspaper when you go to YouTube, mm-hmm. he interviews her. And uh, just to give you like a really short couple of uh, ideas of what she, uh, her presentation at the pit was about was, she said that for all of the New York voter IDs that we have, her claim is that the voter ID encodes information about the voter rather than it just being a sequential number assigned at random. And this is like a really elaborate thing. She says that the encoded patterns on the voter ID is a complex system of six layers and that the ID can tell an outside application, you know, like a, an app, if this particular record is fake or not. And if it is connected to a voter roll, then fake mail-in ballots can be assigned to the fake registrant. So this is like a big claim. So whether it's true or not, it seems like it's something that should be investigated. Is this, does this go along with the, there was a report that just came out about the 23% of the voter rolls, they're unable to verify the ID with the Social Security number or driver's license. Did you, is, that, is that part of the same kind of thing, or is that in addition to? That might be in addition to it. According to this, it said that, um, I mean, one of these findings was 38% of the state assembly has more votes cast from phantom voters than the margin of victory. 
That's cr- So think about this, folks, for a second, right? And we got, what, 18 million people in the state of New York. They've already mailed out almost 5 million unsolicited absentee ballots that they can harvest. And they've got 23% of the electorate that they have no idea who they are. They could be completely fake. They could be illegal aliens. They could be dead. We don't know, right? That is way more than enough. Just those two categories alone, without another single vote, a legitimate vote cast for Kathy Hochul, could still actually turn the vote for Kathy Hochul, right? That's how bad. This, but like I said about the government, Bill, this is they want it messy, right? It's like the IRS knows, right? If you get audited by the IRS and you show up with a shoebox full of unorganized receipts, oh, boy, you're in for a long, painful audit, I can assure you, because they know the more disorganized you are, the more likelihood that you're hiding something or they're going to miss something, right? But if you show up with the IRS audit and everything's in order, all your books and records are there, all your P&Ls are there, everything's there, right? Well, you're very organized. You're less likely, right? This is why they want a ginormous government where there's no accountability because they can easily launder money and, and, and steal money, right? This is why they want such a disorganized, you know, complete mess when it comes to voter rolls because, again, it's it's a lot easier to, to manipulate things when it's a, it's a giant, you know, mess, basically. So, anyway, Bill, i got to let you go. Do me a favor, buddy. Shoot me an email, if you can, through our website, thefinancialguys.com, with that URL, and I will okay. make sure I put it up on our Twitter feed and our Facebook page, at FinGuys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, because I think everybody needs to be aware of how bad – uh, our, our our elections are and, and, and how much potential there is for fraud. I mean, we've got to get, look at, you could have, you have more secure elections in Iraq with the purple finger. Let's go back to the purple finger if that's what we have to do, right? Yeah, I don't care. The, do something, but we got to do something. But anyway, Bill, thanks for the call. I appreciate it, buddy. That is, that is not a stat that you want in your favor, that Iraq has more fair and, and normal well, elections than we do. Really, I mean. I mean, they, they were able to do it more securely, it seems. That's I mean, not they, good, They, they right, didn't attach their, their machines to the Internet. Right. Uh, we got, we're long this time. we got to take a break. I'm going to come back on a couple more things. They're panic buying wood in Europe. Let that sink in for a second, folks. They're worried about freezing to death. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. And uh, uh, Sharon Osborne. She wants her uh, ninety nine hundred or thousand dollars back, her million dollars she gave the BLM back. She feels like she was scammed, as if she didn't know. Come on. All right, we'll be back on the other side of the break. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Spraza in for Mike Lomas. Thefinancialguys.com if you need us throughout the week or eight four or eight three three Fin Guys. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Welcome back. Final segment of the Financial Guys. I went a little bit long in the other segment, so I'm going to be a little bit short here, unfortunately. But if you need us throughout the week again, folks, we do manage money for a living. We know that the market has been extraordinarily volatile. If you're worried about your investments, if you want a second opinion, if you just want to ask a question, again, feel free to use us as a resource, 833-FINGUYS or thefinancialguys.com. I've got a few of the clips to play, but just a few of the things I want to mention here. Uh, the FDA, according to Yahoo, FDA misled the public about ivermectin and should be held accountable in court, argues the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. So. Uh, they filed their motion and amicus brief Thursday with the federal district court in Galveston, urging it to allow the lawsuit to proceed against the FDA for its misleading statements against ivermectin. An Apner versus HHS a group of physicians sued to hold the Food and Drug Administration, the federal agency with the Department of Health and Human Services, accountable for its interference with physicians' ability to treat COVID. I got to tell you, folks, 
because physicians didn't stand up more aggressively during COVID, because they were allowed to be backed down and threatened by these bureaucrats at the state level, and this is exactly what they warned us about with, with Obamacare, that the worst thing you could do is let bureaucrats get involved in medical decisions. Well, here we are, folks. But because they didn't stand up, they lost a tremendous amount of credibility, tremendous amount, right? Doctors and hospitals and the treatment that they provided, they lost a – they probably took it on the chin, to be honest with you. If, if anybody outside of the government health agencies, if anybody lost the most credibility during this entire COVID, it was the doctors and the fact that they just went right along with oftentimes what they knew was a mistake, right? I had I have clients that are no longer walking this earth that are no longer on the right side of the grass because some doctor decided to follow COVID protocol that he was given by a bureaucrat as opposed to follow his Hippocratic oath and, and do what he knew it was right to save the patient. Do they win this? Do they win this? I I don't know. It depends who the judge is. I mean, if they do, it it could be, you know, a a, a huge deal. Right. Uh, So we'll see where that goes. Um, Sharon Osbourne is mad. She was (laughs) duped. I, now, let me tell you something. I've followed Ozzy in his career for 40 years, okay? I, Sharon Osbourne has really guided Ozzy Osbourne's a really spectacular career and, and made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Come on, Sharon. You paid for virtue signals what you paid for. You got exactly what you paid. If you didn't know that that was a total scam, yep. come on. You're not that smart. And then tell me that's a scam. She's like, oh, my virtue signal's over. Can I get a refund out? No. Nope, no. That's not how that's this not works, how this works <laughs> Sharon. That money's been spent, Sharon. That's gone now, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Thanks for playing. Um, this is probably huge. I, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, panic buying, surging prices, and government intervention is hitting the firewood market in the fallout from Europe's energy crunch. Desperate. This is a Bloomberg headline. Desperate Europeans return to the world's oldest fuel for warmth. Is it going to look like, uh, what was that movie, uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Where they chopped all the wood yeah. with the, the Sauron and the whole, was that what? Yeah. Yeah. But, and here's the best part, Glenn. America, so do we want to follow that model or do we want to not do what they're doing right now? Because I don't know if you saw, Glenn, a few weeks ago, Tucker Carlson had a a whole show on what's going on over there, and they're fearful, truly fearful. They won't be able to turn the lights on in restaurants. Listen, listen folks, what they're talking about in Europe is not just energy prices being outrageously high. They're talking about rationing energy. People are stocking up on wood. There's a run on wood, (laughs) not because they're all hoping to have campfires this fall, winter. No, they're stocking up on wood because they're worried about freezing to death. Let that sink in for a second. That's look at we have more than enough energy in this world, more than enough gas and oil, right? The 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 Germans were laughing when Trump said, "Don't rely on that pipeline with Russia. You rely on Russia, and you're going to be in big trouble if Russia goes against us." And and they laughed at Trump back then. Remember that they yeah. laughed. Oh come on, he doesn't know anything about the world. Look at this guy, this billionaire business guy from New York. What does he know? But we're we're elitist politicians. We know way better. And now here we are. You laughed at Trump, and now you're begging the world for energy, and your residents are stocking up on wood, wood yeah. because they're worried about. By the way, Germany is also re- talking about firing back up more uh, nuclear power and, and refiring up their coal fire of uh, coal fired. Uh, power plants because no again they're going to oh i don't know freeze to death that's bad by the way 
Like, that's a bad thing. Like, staying alive, I think that's Dan Bongino's number one rule, right? Yeah, Stay, it is. Don't, be, don't get dead. Yeah. That's his number one rule, yeah. right? Uh, I agree with that rule. And not having heat will be a quick way to not be not, alive anymore. This I'm telling you, folks, this, the, 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 the global warming scam, the green energy scam, on top of the COVID, is the largest wealth transfer in human history. And I'm not talking about, well, we're going to transfer it from the rich to the poor. No, 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 no. Remember, everything the Democrats say, they do the opposite. It's really about the opposite. When they say their policies are going to transfer, we're going to take a little, just one, pay their fair share. What do they do? Who's who's getting the brunt of these cost increases, these price increases? They're wiping out the middle class and the poor. They're transferring that wealth to elitists and politicians, right? How 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 wealthy did uh, did Amazon and Jeff Bezos just get? Yeah, right. In the last couple of years, right? I mean, seriously. But this is what I've said, Glenn. I said this to Andrew Giuliani when Hayflick and I talked to him the other uh, last week. What drives me nuts is though we can blame whoever we want to blame. Voters have to wake up. And smell the coffee here. How like this, this green energy issue? How do we not see that? How do people not understand this is not good, folks? Stop listening to it. We need fuel right now. We don't have a choice uh, because ele- they, 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 just the fear. They believe that the the they're out of their minds. They think the world is ending. I mean, in their mind, they're they have been minds. told from from birth that if they don't do something imminently, that the world is over by 2030. Right. I mean, think about that. What a message to tell your kids. By the way, you're dead in seven years, honey. I mean, what a horrible message. I'm telling my kids, you can do anything you put your mind to, kids. Right? Liberals telling their kids, well, if we don't do something about global warming, we're all dead in 10 years. Like, oh, that's that's uplifting. If you don't have heat, though, in the Northeast in December, you're going to be dead in 2022. You won't get 10 years, though. If we don't have heat, Glenn, and electricity and things to run, we'll all be dead anyways. Maybe that's how they plan to... uh... To win the elections or more, yeah, well, uh, more dead voters, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That could be. Uh, what else do I have for sound clips here in the last minute or so? What do we got time left? Not much. We got about a little, little bit over a minute and a half. Uh, I had a, a bunch of others I wanted to get to, but I don't know that I will have a chance to here. There was so many great ones. Uh, this was good. Let me play this real quick. This is Joe Biden losing his cool yet again, uh, talking about uh, gas prices. He, I mean, again, if we just had a media that was accountable, uh, it would be amazing. Every kitchen table cost is going to go up, not down. And I realized costs are going up on food, and I was able to bring gasoline down well over $1.60, but it's it's inching up because of what the Russians and and the Saudis just did. Uh We're the United States of America. There's nothing, nothing we've ever set our mind to, we've not been able to do. Nothing. Folks, nothing's beyond the capacity if we work together. If we work together, he's begging <laughs> Venezuela, who basically are destroying the opposition party. It's a dictatorship now for fuel after being absolutely stiff armed by Saudi Arabia. Folks, this guy's a world embarrassment. And I don't know how they're <laughs> going to keep this charade up, but I, we got to let you go at this point. All right. Uh, Lee Zeldin for governor. Please go out and vote for this guy. If, if, if Kathy wins, New York is California. I don't know what else to say. If you need us throughout the week, uh, we do manage money for a living. 833 833- Fin Guys is the office number, 833-FIN-GUYS. Or, again, go to our website, thefinancialguys.com. On behalf of Mike Lomas and Mike Spraza, I'm Glenn Wiggle with the Financial Guys. We'll see you next week right here on the Financial Guys Media Network.